Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the movie Heathers. Here's what you need to know. In the 1980s, the high school comedy was king. There was Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, and then there was Heathers. Heathers is a dark, satirical take on a genre that helped launch careers of young stars Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, and Shannon Doherty. Ryder plays Veronica, a smart girl who has recently ascended to the popular clique of a trio of Heathers. Veronica becomes interested in a new kid named J.D., played by Slater, particularly because he rejects the social hierarchy that the Heathers live by. After a big fight with Heather Chandler, the Alpha Heather, Veronica sleeps with J.D. 
and later mentions that she wishes Heather Chandler were dead. Dear diary, I want to kill, and you have to believe it's for more than just selfish reasons, more than just a spoke in my menstrual cycle. J.D. suggests they serve her drain cleaner under the guise of a hangover remedy. She mixes a mug of orange juice and milk instead, but grabs the wrong mug and accidentally gives Heather Chandler the drain cleaner, a mistake J.D. saw and didn't correct. I just killed my best friend. And your worst enemy. Same difference. Heather Chandler dies right before their eyes, and to cover their tracks, Veronica and J.D. write a fake suicide note. Her perceived suicide grants Heather Chandler icon status, setting off a grim trend of teen suicides within the school. JD goes on to target two popular jocks, Kurt and Ram, seeking revenge for rumors they spread about Veronica. Veronica is in on a plan to shoot them with what JD told her would be fake bullets, but realizes JD's sociopathic intentions when the ill-fated meatheads are shot dead in the woods. Though his anti-establishment attitude was initially what attracted her to him, Veronica ultimately rejects J.D.'s controlling, murderous ways and breaks up with him. You think you're a rebel? Do you actually think you're a rebel? You're not a rebel. You're fucking psychotic. You say tomato, I say tomato. She skillfully subverts his plan to blow up the entire school in a plan that involves faking her own suicide, only to watch from the school's front steps as J.D. detonates a bomb strapped to his very own chest. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Heather Chandler dies when a prank goes awry, and Veronica serves her a deadly concoction of drain cleaner disguised as hangover cure, an accident J.D. knowingly let happen. Kurt Kelly and Ram Sweeney are killed by J.D. after being lured into the woods and shot in a plot for revenge. J.D. stages the deaths as a suicide pact between two gay lovers. J.D. himself dies by suicide when, after his grand scheme to blow up the entire school is thwarted, he detonates a bomb strapped to his chest. Bullied student Martha Dunstock attempts suicide by walking into traffic, but survives, only to be continuously mocked by her peers. Heather McNamara attempts suicide after being shamed for her depression. Veronica finds her in the bathroom and saves her from an overdose. Veronica fakes her own suicide to trick J.D. Thinking she's dead, J.D. reveals his plan to blow up the entire school at a pep rally, and Veronica is able to stop him. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hello, Rebecca, and hello, Larmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Checking in. Fit the fact checker. Ew. And... <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> and our very special guest is returning fan favorite, Rebecca Johnson. Roger that. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Drill Sergeant, or is this space we, we're, exploration? We're, all of like this is trucker? already unusable. Oh, Roger so. that, trucker, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, good. That's nice. I have a great question for you guys. I thought we could do this before we start putting people up on the board. Okay. If you had five million dollars and it was the end of the world, what would you do? <laughs> no, an mm. alien came down oh, and told oh. you the world was ending in Wait, two what? days. Oh no! Okay, I remembered it differently. Well, you guys remember this scene from the movie, right? 
so there's a part in the movie uh, where, it, right in the beginning, where we we meet the girls in school and Veronica is uh, the Heather's are having Veronica go around and ask this you know dilemma. And you get all these, like, fun responses uh, from other people in the school. Like, someone says that they would give it all to the homeless. Or uh, (laughs) another person says that they would uh, give it all to Madonna so she could, like, sit on on his face. That's, like, one of the jocks, you know? (laughs) Um. One of them's like, I take a boat out and, like, with a giraffe or something? Oh, no, no. It's they put a, a, is it a stick of, a dynamite or a bomb or something on a on a, a tiger or a lion right. and then uh, was that the other jock? <laughs> no, that was a weirdo. That, that was a weirdo. Oh, okay, random just a weirdo. weirdo. <laughs> okay, random weirdo. <laughs> so, what would you do? It, uh, again, what is it? If you had five five million dollars and an alien came and said you had just like one day to live? Yeah. I think I'd combine some of these answers. Um, <laughs> I would Where are you going with. This? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take some of the answers as suggestions. And I think I would ride a giraffe. No, no dynamite. Like just ride a giraffe through the streets so, of L.A. and just throw the cash mm. to all the homeless people. <laughs> and so that, you know, I'd get a, a thrill giving it away. But also, I mean, that would be pretty memorable. Riding a giraffe through downtown L.A. So I feel like it's just like a win-win for everyone except the giraffe. Except the giraffe has no idea that one of the options was dynamite up his butt. And that, to me, is off the table. You should tell the giraffe that. (laughs) Yeah. Right? When you meet the giraffe so he appreciates that he's not having the dynamite up his butt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd have to get a ladder, a very tall ladder note, and whisper that into his tiny ear. (laughs) Amanda, what what would you do? Yeah, what would you do, Amanda? I would maybe rent out Disneyland. Oh. Great idea. I wonder how much that costs. I know. It might not even be enough money, to be honest, but I think I would rent out Disneyland and maybe just take my close friends and family and say, like, let's just ride, you know, Space Mountain into oblivion. (laughs) (laughs) which is apropos because it was aliens in your mind amanda when you rent out disneyland is are is it fully staffed or is there just like a a a couple people with you kind of letting you on the rides and serving you if you want like a drink or something well it's definitely fully staffed um although that's not really fair i mean the people don't know that the world is ending but it's got to be fully staffed because i need that you know a plus disney customer service Well, this this was going to be my I mean, it touches on my response to this question, because I thought about it all all the way home while I was driving. It, it would be everyone's last day, right? Because I'm assuming that everyone knows about it. So no one's going to be working anywhere. So your your money is is useless. Well, the alien just told you you have two days to live. It okay. didn't necessarily broadcast that information. Okay, mm. well, why don't you tell us that then that changes my response. Why don't you talk uh, while Rebecca I think of needs something to else? Think. She needs to scramble to think. This one I've given a lot of thought. Uh, this one I've given a lot of thought to as well. And I think, well, uh, the truth, the truth is, is that I have a lot of things I need to get done around the house, chores, and like I have a <laughs> couple things that I really want to get done. Um, I got to fix some 
I've got to plaster certain walls and so just kind of like get get the paint out and do some just to make the house look nice. So okay. I, I, I think I'd be busy, honestly. I mean, maybe go to a nice dinner. At least order it in. <laughs> I'd order something in for sure. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> not hanging out with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess I'm spending my day uh, alone. I was going to say I would do like a big party and just like have it catered and invite all of my friends and just have a blowout bash and then probably get too drunk and then cry and Mm. tell someone at the party that what's happening and then just like really change the mood and then everyone would be sad and then we'd just like but then have it would change again we'd have a raucous time okay well good we got that figured out now (laughs) let's start putting people up on this board now, let's start by putting uh, perhaps an obvious one, J.D. So, mm. a- according to the Washington Post 1989 review, J.D., Christian Slater, James Dean, by way of Faust, mesmerizes Veronica. One burning look in the cafeteria leads to a game of strip croquet, which leads to manslaughter. Imagining him akin to... Kindred spirit, she tells him her fantasies about Heather, a man of action. He takes it further, becoming a gorilla in a personal war against the popular. Mm. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> was that good? It was actually. That was good. I think this is the whole reason we're, d- we're doing this episode. Yeah. Oh, wait till I do my Winona for you guys. <laughs> oh, you got one? I can't right. wait. Oh. No. <laughs> Somebody once said um, that, and it made so much sense to me, that Christian Slater is just doing Jack Nicholson. That's his yes. whole career. Mm. Oh, yes. Were you gals into the bad boy? Because JD was a bat is sort of a he's an outsider here. Now, did you have one of those in your schools? And w- what was he like? And was was that did he try and get you to kill anybody? Well, uh, of course, I love a bad boy. Why? Why do you think I ended up with you? Oh, yeah. bad guy. He's very yes. bad. All that plastering and housework he does. I'm a literal fact checker. Like my job right now is fact checker. Um, no, yeah, he's super hot, right? I, oh. Tell us, Rebecca, because I know that there's some history here. You you watched Heather's as a young teen, right? Yeah, I watched it a lot in high school. Like, and back then, I dyed my own hair black, and and had black nails, and had black lipstick, and was like trying to be goth, you know, in the mid '90s, and. So I kind of loved that, like, Winona Ryder type character. And I dated a lot of guys that were, like, wanted to be bad boy, but they didn't really do anything bad. Like, more they looked like they might be bad, but then turns out they're straight edge. And then anybody who was bad, uh, they seemed like they were nice and they were secretly bad, which is kind of the worst kind of bad. JD, you know he's bad from the leather jacket on down you know so you know right away that what you're getting into with jd yeah Yeah, and i you know it brings us to another thing which i think we should put up on the board which is cool guys like the do you want to call him it is a bad boy but it's a bad boy wanting to be cool right so so what came first wanting to be cool or being a bad boy 
It's interesting because when you get into like cool, it's like then it's like there's cool, there's bad boy, and then there's popular. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe it's like I don't know. It's almost like he's too cool for school. Do you think that kind of encapsulates? Because he really does feel like he's above everyone else. So maybe it's, I'll put too cool for school. Yeah. When Veronica finally stands up to JD as he's trying to bomb the entire school, she says, quote, you know what? Cool guys like, cool guys like you out of my life. You know what I want? I always mess up these quotes. I'm just like, I'm like, I like really <laughs> round up and I'm like, on here we perf- go. You- Quote. Yeah. <laughs> are you focusing too much on the performance? Yeah. Maybe? Like I read stuff from, uh, you know, articles all the time. But when it comes to a quote, forget it. Mm. You know, words, I'm gonna words can it. be tough. <laughs> anyway, the quote is, you know what I want? Cool guys like you out of my life. Mm. Right. So what is she referring to? Is she referring to cool culture? Is she, because at the end, she goes with sort of the heavyset nerdy woman at the end. To, they're going to be buds now. Martha. Martha. So is she sort of disavowing coolness? The idea? Probably, right? I think so. Yeah, because I think the Heathers are a different kind of cool. The Jocks are a different kind of cool. JD's a different kind of cool. And she's just going to go with the authentic, real person who was getting shit on this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Should we put clicks up on the board just right off the bat? Because yeah. I feel like clicks are a huge part of this because it's almost like JD's a part of, like she's in a click with the Heathers and then she's in a click with JD. Totally. Right. I think any kind of pursuit of coolness, right? Mm, should really go up on the board. The pursuit of coolness. <laughs> it's, it goes against authenticity. Social yeah. climbing? Social hierarchy. Oh yeah, that we should put up on the board. So, so we've got we've got fads, and we've uh, sorry, we've got clicks up on the board, which I totally think are there's something there. I also feel like we should put Veronica up on the board. Yeah, absolutely. She is the one who inadvertently gives the poison, mm-hmm. but yeah, and I think it's set. She sets it off. I also think. Uh, what about like the fact that there's like a rash of suicides after the one? What about um, is it fads? Is it like what catching trends? Trends. Trends. Ooh, trends. Oh, there might be some sort of clinical name for that. Chris, actually, would you mind looking into that? Because I know that that's actually a real thing um, when you're talking about suicide, that it can kind of catch on. And I, I wonder if there's something like teen suggestibility or, you know, something like that. I feel like there might be some clinical term for this. Okay. Yeah. Well, while Chris looks that up, I was going to say perhaps it could be society's, society's treatment of suicide. Oh, interesting. So Heather's screenwriter, Daniel Water, says the way teenage suicide was presented in films and in the media as a news story incensed me. A teenager who had committed suicide would be elevated to this godlike level. The way the media talks about these issues makes it too real and suddenly suicide becomes something to consider when you're feeling depressed. One of my favorite lines in the script is when the teacher says... Quote, whether to kill yourself is one of the most important decisions a teenager can make. That is a a line from the movie. There was a certain sanctity and 
solemnity at the time about teenage suicide that I wanted to satirize. The highlight of that being the father saying, quote, I love my dead gay son at the funeral. Only now does the father realize the problems his son had been having. Suicide shouldn't be the way to get them noticed. Interesting. That's also like society ignoring mental health. Yep. Uh, until it's already too late. Yes. I think that's that's better, honestly. Um, There's something called the Werther effect, which is sort of um, copycat suicides. Which is basically when a suicide is highly publicized, there's, is there an increase of copycat suicide and there's something called the, the wor- Werther effect. That sounds like what uh, the writer's talking about, like how it's publicized and then that right. can create that idea of copycat, which is probably a little reductive of like how it actually works in the real world. You know, I don't think I feel like you couldn't make this movie now. But right. oh yeah. No. It it's also just worth noting that there was only one actual suicide attempt in the movie. It was uh Heather Mar- Martha. Oh, and oh, right. Heather tries to Heather got depressed and she she uh ha- swallows all the pills or tr- or she, also almost does. She had a sort of a suicide attempt, yeah. yeah. But but I think what the film is saying and suggesting is that there's almost like this expectation of teens at this time to be so disaffected by... You know, what's interesting is that the, every, the people who attempted suicide didn't die. The only ones who actually died were ones that were killed, killed. by J.D. Right. So really, J.D. murdered a bunch of people, and it seems actually kind of harsh to blame... Veronica for that. Oh, sorry. JD commits suicide at the end. Sorry. At the end. At the end. He's the only one. Yeah. I I wanted to read something going back a tiny bit about Veronica, um, because I think she's a very complicated character. And I, that's, that's what makes her uh, so interesting. After killing and faking the suicides of Heather C, Kurt Ram and Ram, Veronica begins to regret the path she's taken with JD to punish herself. She burns her hand with a cigarette J.D. relishes in her pain by using her smoldering palm to light his cigarette. J.D. says, quote, you believed it because you wanted to believe it. Your true feelings were too icky and gross for you to face. So what do you all make of that? Because do you think that J.D. was actually sort of, uh, you know, executing Veronica's desires or was he manipulating her or was it just that he's more accepting of his dark impulses and that is really what she wanted subconsciously i think that's what makes it so interesting is that it could i think it could potentially be both well she does say in her diary at the beginning or she just uses terms like oh, i want to kill her or i wish she was dead and they, they, they incorporate that in the dialogue. And it's so smart because they sound like what teenagers sound like. I mean, that's what yeah, those, right. those, that's the vocabulary you hear from teenagers. Well, should we yeah. put something about language on the board? Mm. Like um, this needing to be more specific with your language or hyperbole? Like, should we put hyperbole, maybe? <laughs> if, if we had to regulate, we couldn't have people exaggerate things. Uh, <laughs> diary hyperbole. <laughs> diary. I love we it. We should put diaries. <laughs> diaries. <laughs> diaries. I feel like, I feel like, uh, like, because of hormones, because of all that stuff, Veronica sure wishes, like, 
Heather didn't exist, but I don't know that she thought through all the way to like the aftermath of her dying compared to JD, who's like a psychopath. Okay, I'm really excited (laughs) because I already sense that there's gonna be controversy between the four of us when it Uh gets down to crossing things off the board because I have a different perspective on Veronica. Uh oh, let's Mm. hear it. I have an issue with her after the first murder not stopping him and not you know saying like hey this guy's like murdering people <laughs> in her school right um and, and i just feel like she kind of goes along with the plan because it's i, I know she's like pretending like she doesn't want to do it but it it's slightly convenient for her um because if you go back to the beginning of the movie, she is in this, she's already in this clique. It's not like she's a loser who the Heathers are like, okay, fine, we'll let you hang out with us. She's already part of it. So she's reaping all of the rewards of being in this cool club. And she, but at the same time, she wants to have her cake and eat it too. So she wants the status of being with part of the Heathers, but she doesn't want, to you know have to deal with heather chandler who who's the main one she hates her you know what i mean i just feel like it wasn't a situation where she got taken advantage of in from the beginning where she was duped in any way she knew what kind of people they were she knew what she was doing and her hatred for them was not not to say that it wasn't valid because they were mean to her. But I will say that when Heather tells her that she's going to ruin her, right? After they mm-hmm. they go to the, the college party and she doesn't like want to hook up with the guy and Heather uh, tells her like, you can go to this high school, you can go to that high school, but like you're dead, you know? That kind of threat, I'm sure, means a lot. There's a lot of weight to it coming from mm-hmm. her. But at the same time, it's like... She knew what she was doing. And anyway, I just I just think in a way it was convenient for her to go along with J.D. I feel like they all needed hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Extracurriculars. La- well, they do have croquet. But like more than just yeah. strip croquet. And <laughs> <laughs> like really like, in drama, in drama like build like build some birdhouses, like just like focus on some our artistic <laughs> things and, and like, let's not just like kill people we don't like. I think that's great. <laughs> and then I would also along those lines say like parental supervision and interest and engagement. Like, is there something we can put up? Like, I know that we tried to blame like 1980s parenting for Action Park. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Maybe there's something along the lines for this. This is great. I'm glad you brought it up because that was actually a listener suggestion we had. Mm. Wow. Yeah. This one comes from Ty Lapie, shitty parents slash teachers and shoddy police work. Basically, all the adults in the film. Not one adult in the entire film intervened or paid any attention to the teenagers, even though they were blatant red flags. Never trust a teen wearing a monocle. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to put shitty adults. Is that good? That's nice. Sure. Sure. There was also another listener recommendation. Um coming from Art Like Bread, 
And they said, to be completely honest, I would say socioeconomic stratification. Whoa. The reason I saw this is that across the board in nearly all such situations, the popular kids have wealth or access to wealth. The cars, fun parties, clothes, and gadgets that signal status are all tied to wealth. While you don't have to have money to be let into the clique, the core members usually do. And it's, uh, it was all this that led to the tragedies in Heathers. Um, and finally, corn nuts. So I think they just want to get corn nuts in there because it's such a memorable <laughs> one. But um, I thought that was a, an interesting point. Yeah, and that comes from like being cool and being cool for the wrong reasons. Well, yeah, and it's also like what happens when you have like not only do you have a first world, but you have like you're in the suburbs of a first world. Like you have wealth. So you're surrounded by wealth. You become you just get distanced from the things that matter. And part of the the performances and the the script in this movie, I think is is meant to make you feel totally isolated from mm. these characters because like nobody mm. expresses a single emotion in the entire movie. Like everyone's <laughs> only thinking about themselves and like if they'll be in trouble or if they're what's going on with them. So like from teens to adults, like, and I don't know how to encapsulate selfishness. That. It's like, self- I feel like selfishness, selfishness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like no- teenage narcissism too. Ooh, that's good. That's good. There's a few big ones that I want to put up. And you're like, what's left? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we already have a million things up on the board. Unresolved generational trauma. Oh. JD's penchant for death and destruction isn't new. It's generational. His father, Big Bud Dean, is the owner of Bud Dean Construction, though Bud jokes that the company is more of a deconstruction company since most of the company's work is about blowing up buildings. Specifics aren't detailed about the death of JD's mother, but it's suggested that she killed herself by walking into a library just minutes before Bud hit the switch to blow it up during their time in Texas. It seems probable her suicide was faked, or it was uh, real, and JD is faking these high school suicides to reenact his past traumas. JD gets the idea of the bomb uh, to blow up Westberg, Westerberg High School when watching one of Bud's demolition videos. Bud is telling JD about how he had to put a Norwegian bomb in the boiler room, which set off the thermals in the floors above. From there, JD builds the bombs and uh, to blow up the school. Oh, yeah, definitely the trauma of his mom dying in that way would create make him be violent Mm -hmm. as well well yeah and he's definitely not getting like like the dad is obsessed with violence right so i'm assuming this is something that's very common in the household right he's he's watching videos channeled his his violence into blowing buildings up up. so (laughs) his business it's almost i mean that's in in a way it's the most productive he's the most sort of like level-headed well-adjusted (laughs) well-adjusted character i mean like if you think about it we're getting a pretty good list here and just a time check i want to respect the time and i want to put two more things that are important (laughs) um okay i had john hughes flicks up 
According to Heather's screenwriter, Danny, Daniel Waters, I was stepping back from the teen movies we were getting at the time, especially the John Hughes films, which were fun and, were, and are still fun, but at school there was all this weird Machiavellian, Machiavellian energy that was never in the movies about high school. Mm. According to The Guardian... Mm. We didn't think things were as fun as everybody else, says Heather's director, Michael Lehman. We were looking at the John Hughes films and saying, this is bullshit. The movies are fun. We like them, but we didn't think they really represented the true cruelty, uh, cruel nature of interpersonal behaviors in high school. So it's like what they were, the, the content of the time wasn't reflecting the reality of what it must have been like to be a high school kid in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So they were rebelling against John Hughes. But do you think you could blame John Hughes for that? Well, if John Hughes didn't make such fun movies, would they have to make this reaction movie to the fun John Hughes movies? I mean, no. If he made things that were maybe more representational, maybe less. We've gotten into this before where it's like like the Steven Spielberg effect where it's like Jurassic Park is not Steven Spielberg's fault. Okay, so you want to just cross cross this off. Well, I just, it's a little meta. It's a little meta (laughs) to go that Um, far. And it's sort of like talking about Heathers as though it was a documentary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so far from it. Uh, I, well, we'll keep it on the board, of course. The board is a safe place for uh, any it's idea. True. It's true. Oh, the sacred board. It's a sacred board. <laughs> it is. What about the Cold War and Reagan? Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. There are many online theories that dissect the film's color scheme, specifically the reds and blues, and believe it represented a larger political history. Mm. Here's one from film journalist Sarah Bennett. Reds and blues, the main colors in the movie are blues, uh, are red and blue. Everything in Heather C.'s house is accented red, and she's even lit red at the Remington party. When J.D. When JD killed Heather C., it's by getting her, getting her to bring, drink blue Drano-like fluid. When Heather Duke is co- coaxed to take over as Queen Bee, when Heather C. dies, she becomes red. Then Veronica victoriously claims the red scrunchie at the film's end. The Cold War, uh, quote, the 80s was Reagan's decade, and as Heather's was being made... The Gipper was losing both his short-term memory and the presidency. The movie then would be a bitter commentary on the Reagan years, with red being the obvious symbol for communism and blue representing the U.S. of A. What do we think about that? I just think, wow, if the screenwriter really was was <laughs> d- deciding to put it in that that under the like the twelfth layer of the movie, <laughs> holy cannoli. <laughs> I'd say, Ronald Reagan, put on your Velcro suit. We're throwing you up on the board. Uh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan? <laughs> okay. Because he was losing his mind. That's right. <laughs> All right. And two, two more quick ones. Grandma's birthday. Now, this was actually pointed out by Chris while we were re-watching the movie. <laughs> Heather skips grandma's birthday pretending to be hungover. It, it wasn't grand, If it wasn't her birthday, her parents would have been in the house and J.D. and Veronica wouldn't have been able to sneak in. Grandmas shouldn't okay. have birthdays. Is- At a certain point, you get it so old. If, if the number crosses over to a certain point, let's just... 
we'll have a get together once every five years, but not every year. Like we shouldn't yeah. be celebrating. And think about how many lives she could have saved. And finally, I real I, I feel I do feel strongly about this one. Men not listening to women. Uh, it could also be uh, labeled as culture of assault, misogyny. After JD kills Kurt and Ram, Veronica is mad and tells him that she didn't want to kill them. JD just responds, yeah, you did. But Veronica definitely didn't told him that she didn't want to kill them. It's just like, first of all, I think there's like, um, I'm trying to count, maybe like four uh, uh, like sexual assaults in this film. Hmm. Um, and there's definitely like this, the, the way JD kind of, talks to veronica is very uh what's the word like she's he's like gaslighting her should we just put gaslighting too i think yeah yeah that's true let's take a break (laughs) and uh when we come back we are going to have chris read all of the things up on the board hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Who is to blame for the events that transpire in the movie Heathers? Is it JD? Too cool for school. Clicks? Pursuit of coolness. Social hierarchy, young love, hormones, Veronica, trends, society ignoring mental health until it's too late, were there effect, hyperbole, diaries, lack of hobbies, shitty adults, socioeconomic stratification, teenage narcissism, unresolved generational trauma, John Hughes films, Cold War, Reagan, Grandma's Birthday, men not listening to women, or gaslighting. Right off the bat, let's take off John Hughes, let's take the Cold War out, and yeah. let's take good old Reagan. We're going to get you, but not this yeah. time. He's to <laughs> blame yeah, for a lot. This would have been a yeah. stretch. But not this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amanda, you just accidentally took off Grandma's birthday, and we didn't see Oh, uh, but th- whoops, <laughs> imagine. But since but I did, fine. should yeah. we just... Let okay, Grandma then. have her birthday. 
<laughs> we don't want to be known as grandma. It, oh my god, we don't no. want to give grandma the slap. I mean, no, and also all of our grandma listeners. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. we love the you. granny, the granny you. gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think that we can take we we can fold the the per, either fold the pursuit of coolness into too cool for school. Kind of the same thing, right? I, or maybe too cool. For, it's kind of the same thing. Pick your whatever you like, Amanda. Okay, I guess I'll go with too cool for school. So I'll, I'll yes, I'll full pursuit of coolness into too cool for school. I'd like to let young love off the hook. Okay. Mm. It's, more, it's more it's hormones. It's the hormones. Yeah. It's not the. It's not innocent love. No, you're such a lover hater. Uh, I think we can take diaries off. I feel like uh, it's probably good to express your feelings. And it was supposed to be private, what she wrote. (laughs) You know what? If honestly, if JD had a a diary, then he he probably might have been been for the opposite podcast of this, which is who's the hero? (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay, so that's good. Um, I think we could take off hyperbole. I mean, I really think we could. We have to! <laughs> <laughs> I also think just like general trends can come off the list. <laughs> Long shot. <laughs> Clicks can also fold into too cool for school, right? Because and, Or social hierarchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We could take away the uh, okay. Werther effect, right? Because it's not that it, it wasn't just like a rash of suicides. The people who tried it didn't succeed. I think that could come off. True. And I think uh, the ignoring, you know, society ignoring mental health is more important. So hormones, it, it just, I, I feel like it's more than hormones at this point. Now, we, I'll take hormones off, but we didn't put up the Heathers. <laughs> and, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's a bit of victim blaming. <laughs> it's a little bit. It is definitely victim blaming. However, I mean, I feel like we they're kind of encapsulated in like social hierarchy and cliques. Right. But just just acknowledging that we didn't put them up and we acknowledge that, but we wouldn't have blamed them anyway. Yeah, they would have folded into that social hierarchy thing anyway. Yeah. Uh, but thank you. For, they could have. For saying that. Here's the thing: in another version of the movie, they could have just as easily been the ones to start this rash of murder suicide uh, stuff. But they didn't. They didn't. So and and that's that's what counts this time, right? They didn't do it. What do you guys think about There's a huge difference between killing people and not? Killing people. <laughs> there is that. There's a huge. That, you know, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> and thank you for. I feel like it out. teenage narcissism. I don't know. There's a part of me that that could come off because still you could be narcissistic without killing people if we're going very true mm-hmm. uh, that's the line and i just i don't think it's unresolved gener- generational trauma at this i i think there's more to it. it it didn't give jd the tools to perhaps cope with the other uh difficult parts about being a teenager i don't know like not everyone has like perfect parents right so, and not everyone is killing people. Right. True. And some people who have perfect parents, and, they might kill too. Mm. Maybe, I wonder if men not listening to women and gaslighting could be rolled up into JD. 
Yeah, it was very yeah. his very specific brand of mm, those things mm-hmm. that came from his trauma that he was going through and his sort of because he was manipulative. It wasn't that he didn't listen to her; he sort of bulldozed her and really tried to kind of. I mean, the gaslighting was one tool that he used, yeah. but he was also there was other things going on there. Well, you, you other just made me more direct manipulation. You made me think of something. He was being gaslighted by his dad in all of those scenes. It was like, and I know we've discussed this before, it's like misdirected um, hate. Right, like, mm. I mean, I I don't know that I would agree with that totally. I feel like they had an interesting relationship, which was like that he kept calling his dad son and his dad kept calling him dad. I think what the, what they were trying to tell us was that these sort of structures of parent child relationships are sort of like in this particular time so broken down mm. that there isn't like a true good leader sort of go under like um shitty, shitty parents, parents almost of okay. yeah i like that okay. shitty parents shitty adults is kind of looking hot to me it's, yes lack of hobbies perhaps we yeah. can i mean i i get i take your point uh rebecca if they were busier doing good Right or with vol- but at there's volleyball. There's plenty practice. of people who don't have hobbies and they don't kill anyone. So I think yeah, we could take that off. Okay. So just to recap, the 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 ones we have left are JD, too cool for school, social hierarchy, Veronica, society ignoring mental health until it's too late, shitty adults, socioeconomic stratification. It's funny. I, I, I was thinking about lack of hobbies <laughs> as one that was like really high on my list. Oh. Because just just because it, it's sort of like the best uh, or it's it's the phrasing that sort of best summarizes in my mind what's like the strongest effect here, which is that it's just like a lack of connection to the people around you, a lack of community, a lack of sense of connecting connecting to society or people. Because everyone is just so on their own in this movie. Like, mm. there is just no, um, there's no sort of like, um, yeah, co- there's no humanity. There's humanity. no empathy. Yeah, or empathy. Right? Yeah. Anywhere. If they the had movie. just maybe sat down, in, if they had sat down with Martha <laughs> in the me, beginning of the movie. <laughs> right. Well, to me, the hobbies is like what's funniest thing about that is like, yeah, like, like make a quilt together like work make together. one of those story quilts yeah. together. like work together <laughs> do do something together and and try and help each other it's back Even on the, the board teacher who tries to get everybody to like hold hands it was all just for the sort of she's um, a shitty adult news yeah. or whatever yeah I anyway. think also to that point, and this is why I've now put it back on the board, there was nothing grounding anyone in reality. It feels like they need to like do some work with their hands, you know, <laughs> instead of just being in their own brains all the time and worrying so much. It's, it's like, yeah, make a quilt, like hit a hit make a Make a community garden. Anything. Like, come on. Yes. All great ideas. Start a podcast. Yeah. Get a big call. Start a podcast. Not us through the pandemic. Like... <laughs> Now, let me suggest this. Wrapping up society ignoring mental health until it's too late into shitty adults. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, cause it, it, what do yeah. you guys think about socioeconomic stratification? Because I think that that's... Do you think that that's to blame? It's such a strong case. I mean, we are... Right at the beginning, they're playing croquet, croquet, croquet in the yeah, backyard right. with the designer... Like yeah, and their snack is pate. <laughs> Every time snack she's like, do you want to have a, a, a snack? It's pate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they deserve to die. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, like we could wrap lack of hobbies into socioeconomic stratification yes. or vice versa, because I, I feel like those two are really connected. Totally. I agree with you. Yeah, it's sort of a keeping up with the Joneses mm. effect. It's just like everyone's competing with each other on the And this. they have everything at their fingertips, so why would they need to go out and like whittle their own flute? Yeah. <laughs> you, and, you know, and, <laughs> they could buy the finest flute. <laughs> why, why, why do they need to have a story quilt? Build a story quilt. They I, can just go to Crate and Barrel and just buy the finest Is that where you get I a just, nice look, quilt? I just want to go know. back to what Amanda said and ask what how you whittle an <laughs> instrument. <laughs> Wait. Well, how do you get your yeah. instruments? Wait, whittle a flute? <laughs> a wooden flute. You could whittle a wooden flute. A wooden flute. What yeah. is whittling? No oh. one knows. You'll have to have Chris. It's a mystery. <laughs> I'll have to fact check that. Chris seems to know, no. but okay. We'll, we'll do a fact right. check later. Okay. <laughs> Sexy. Uh. <laughs> now, what about too cool for school being wrapped up into JD also or I, vice versa? Yes, I, like I agree. And I also think we can take social hierarchy off. That sort of goes into socioeconomic yeah. stratification. Oh, my God. We boiled it down to five. Oof. And still, two of our listener suggestions are, are up on the up board. On the board. Oh, wow. Have we ever had a listener suggestion no. go the distance? And I, no. I did reprimand them a tiny bit last time uh, <laughs> in, well, our, they, in our aftermath. <laughs> they responded. They, they responded. did. They came back hot. <laughs> um, okay. JD, Veronica, lack of hobbies, shitty adults, socioeconomic stratification. I think we can fold lack of hobbies into socioeconomic stratification. Which leaves us with these final four, and I don't know what I'm going to pick here. Is it possible? Is there room in the jail for more than one? Mm, we don't like okay. to do it. All right, um, the jail's full. I get it. But we have done it before. Huh. We have done it before. <sighs> but I mean, that's what our slap is. That's what the right, slap right. is for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Veronica. I think we should take her off. You want to take her off? She tried to turn it around. She tried to save people midway through the movie. She has her. She has her come to Jesus moment. She realizes JD is no good and she distances him, herself from him despite her hor- raging hormones. Okay, but and despite his And cool she good saved looks. the school. Have you heard? No, she didn't. Well, she didn't like I mean, I wanted her to like run to the assembly and be like, "Everyone, get out." <laughs> well, she tried to kill him, right? She tried to stop him. Yeah, but she knew the time was going to I I don't know why she didn't evacuate. She saw the bombs. Why didn't she just run out and evacuate There's the entire not enough time? She's got to stop. She them. had two minutes. There was a, a two minutes is plenty you can't of time. Get an entire school out of, of a building in two minutes. You I, I, you get a few. I, mean, I maybe, would try. Maybe, I would try. Maybe the alarmy, sure. Yeah. But not everybody is a member of, of the alarmy <laughs> side. I'm just saying, I don't like her style. And you know that song? It's just a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> You yes, know? we know that song. So w- when she turns it around, in my opinion, it's just a little too late. I look at the end of the day. I'm not. I don't feel like the meatheads and the Heather were super nice people. But do they deserve to die? No. I mean, this is the thing, though. It's like when you're putting Veronica side by side with JD. He trumps Veronica. So it's like, are we thinking that Veronica might be the slap and JD goes to jail? Or are we wanting to, like, figure another situation I mean, out? I think if you had J.D. in jail, you could have socioeconomic stratification get the slap, and that Veronica's shittiness can also fall into that. 
Um, but I, th- mm. I, I don't see how you have anyone to blame more than JD. It just seems like he's like the true mastermind instigator. Yeah. 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 Okay, really I hear that, and I, I like that option, Rebecca. What? How does everyone feel about that? I'm getting a lot of head nods. Yes. 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 Um, okay, I'm gonna call it socioeconomic stratification. You're getting the big slap. JD, you're going to the alarmist jail. And congrats to at Arc Like Bread for getting a slap. Get, getting the, the the slap choice. I mean, that's huge. And I got to say, shoot us a little bit of an email because you're getting an alarmist touch tool, baby. What? <laughs> what? Well, now. Can I have one of those? What's a touch tool? <laughs> it's a really nice brass keychain that you can use. You put it on your keychain. It says stay alarmed. And you can use it to like press an elevator button or to like... You know, I don't know if you can use Germ it on a credit free? card machine, but it's yeah. germ free. Oh my god! It's very Art, safe. Art like bread is going to be the coolest kid in school. <laughs> Wait, don't, don't be too the, cool though. Oh do no! Not don't be go too the, cool. Don't go the JD. <laughs> oh man! Well. Uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for for joining us again. I, I mean, it's always such a pleasure to hang out with you, and you know. You just you just know how to blame. It's so nice to hang out with someone who really knows it's how to blame. It's just fun to be on a podcast where I'm allowed to judge, you know? Because <laughs> I'm judging all yeah. of you all the time. <laughs> After Heather's The Movie, though not a huge box office success... Heathers went on to gain cult status and is considered a widely influential film. Director Daniel Waters claims the film's distinct dialogue style was often imitated by up-and-coming filmmakers. Though more than 30 years old, the movie's themes, including teen suicide, bullying, and gun violence, remain relevant today. In 2010, a successful production of Heather's The Musical premiered off-Broadway, A television adaptation of the movie was also produced and scheduled to premiere in 2018. A television adaptation of the movie was also produced and scheduled to premiere in 2018. But real-life school shootings led to the Paramount Network pulling the show indefinitely out of respect for the victims. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at the Alarmist Podcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We're discussing the 2003 European heat wave. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. 
It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.